0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 61, coming from you, not from Radio Row at the Super Bowl. We're still here in Wisconsin. Wait, this isn't the Super Bowl? Yeah, unfortunately not. But coming at you from the Me True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin, I'm host producer Eric Fisher. Joining me in person here, Ramsey Thompson. Ramsey, how you doing, buddy? Awesome. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. And guys, the gang's all back once again joining us via zoom justin Dahl. justin how are you doing buddy
1: i'm doing pretty good i just want to say guys that every time i get to join you guys via the zoom room it feels like radio row at the super bowl every single week when i'm with you guys that's how special and how talented you guys are at this thing that we do Well, I do sincerely.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I do sincerely appreciate that, but. (laughs) One day, guys, one day we'll be at Radio Row. Hopefully not. That means we did something way too right. Hell would have frozen over. There would probably be like seven or eight plane crashes. The world would be in just a cataclysmic spiral. (laughs) But there we are. But there's the Root for Wisconsin show. (laughs) Me and Erica's Radio Row and Justin on the Zoom room was <laughs> <laughs> awesome one day guys one day anyway so lots to talk about this week heavy football episode lots of uh super bowl to talk and some a couple packer updates here and there hmm. it's like there's a big game or something on this weekend you could say that uh before we do so gotta talk our partners over at first raise energy repsports.com raise energy code root four. guys a little inside information they haven't released this yet are you supposed to release this? I'm going to tease it, because they have released that there is a tease of big news. There is big news coming up this week about something that might come out next week. Just a possibility.
1: <laughs> this is ridiculous.
0: Also, uh, shout out to either the you know all the listeners and all the Rays family. Uh, Blue Shock completely sold out now once again. Uh, so the hydration packs, and they are completely out of cans of Blue Shock. So for all those that participated in that, awesome. If not, uh, you'll have to wait for another release or, you know, some of these other limited edition flavors that are going to come down the pike here. But just some some news there for you on that front. Go to RepSports.com, code ROOT4, R-O-O-T, number 4, 15% off any order. And then our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight and guys, again... Pretty big game coming up this week if you haven't if you haven't heard already throughout the weekend they are going to have multipliers for special limited interactions so turn your notifications on check out those special multipliers uh, today you could get a times four on some of the more or less contests for the Super Bowl. Wow so maximize your money listen to us we've got some picks that we'll have coming up this weekend. Um, I've already made a couple of them have these guys make a couple too that's enough money that definitely takes them out to dinner yeah it's valentine's day this weekend too so
2: you're kind of oh well. uh, so justin did valentine's you forget about valentine's day. day
1: no i did not forget about boys i'm the experienced one within this group all right i do not forget Just experience means old that's what hard. he means here all my days like, like valentine's like
2: brett Favre now, was an experienced quarterback will say, and no, 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 no,
1: no i will say i do have to shop yet but i did not forget about valentine's day
0: so katie if you're listening justin by the time you probably hear this justin may or may not have it already taken care of so <laughs> you may or may not have to kick his ass but he's got till monday technically it. so we'll we'll cut him a break 14th, Ramsey. So, 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 yeah. So maximize your your money there. Play the contest. We'll have our picks out uh, for some of those this weekend here as well. Pay attention to the Facebook page, and we'll have plenty of stuff here for the Super Bowl. Don't you worry. And with that, uh, one other just quick announcement. If you haven't already done so, if you want to, if you have the ability to do so, uh, the Roof for Wisconsin team, myself and... Avid listener Sean Closterman, are going to be doing the Polar Plunge for Special Olympics Wisconsin. So if you feel so obligated to help out Special Olympics Wisconsin by uh, supporting Sean and I jumping into some very cold water on a very cold day, by all means, check out our Facebook page for that link as well to donate to the Root for Wisconsin Polar Plunge. All right, all that said. Time to talk some sports here. We start off with what we had rooted for. That is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics over 300 plus powered stores. And there will be some Super Bowl champion gear this weekend. Don't know who yet.
2: Unless Los Angeles falls off the earth with that one of them earthquakes that can move it the rock. Yeah.
0: That is a slight possibility. I think at that point you, you may not need the gear though. Or they might just... Because it's already printed. So they might just have to start giving it out. Just both teams get the claim. Yeah. So possibility of one way or the other with that but fanatics 300 plus powered stores show your love for your team whether you're on joe burr joe cool joe burrow and the bengals or yeah. matt stafford and Hell the rams yeah. we'll talk about our picks a little bit later here in the episode before we do that though we gotta talk about what we had rooted for and ramsey you kind of alluded to this i believe on the facebook page or are we are we getting to that later i don't know
2: i got to talk about The Clash, and I'm really not sure if I rooted for it or rooted against it. Okay. So I'll say I rooted for it. It makes everything better. Um, So with The Clash, and I don't know, you guys all know my opinion on Twitter. I think it's a cesspool of a bunch of dipshits is basically (laughs) what Twitter is. However, on the Twitters over the last few days has been a lot of conversation on, did we like The Clash? The Clash at the L.A. Coliseum for now. The Clash at the L.A. Coliseum. And I was... I did not like The Clash. Okay? Okay, I was not a fan either, and for what's worth. However, three. this is the important part, okay? The Clash was an entertainment event. It was not a NASCAR race. Okay? Right. And why they did it the way they did it was to bring new eyes and new audiences to NASCAR as a whole. So they kind of made it more of a publicity stunt more so than anything. They made an event. Right. So the Clash ratings year to year was up 168% yep. from this year to last year. And it did what it was supposed to do. 60,000 plus tickets sold for the event too. They said that it... The tickets sold, they said it was probably closer to 50,000 that was actually there. But it was a good event for nascar if you really think about what they did on the quarter mile with keeping cars slow would really allow people with new eyes to a sport to be able to see drivers view cars and see what's going on all without having to know what's going on when you go to a real nascar race if you don't know what's going on you will get lost because everything happens so fast if you don't know where to look you're going to miss almost the entire race. So when you have a small package that everyone can just watch and they don't have to know where to look, there's only one place to look, brings a lot of eyes to the sport. So I guess I give it a... I rooted four for the fact that it brought new eyes to NASCAR. I'm also going to give it a noogie, though, due to the fact it was very ugly racing. And I guess the other noogie I'd have is going to NASCAR as a whole. I think the transaxle that they're going to run these cars is going to be a major issue going forward. And I think that a place like Daytona or Atlanta or a track that you're not going to be shifting a lot shouldn't be an issue, but they added a lot of road courses and they added a lot of short tracks, which is a lot of one-two gear shift and how the transaxle is set up in these cars you're going to put a lot of torque in weird spots and i don't know if these transmissions they currently have are going to hold up i think we saw three transmission failures on saturday or sunday so and those that was a
1: a lot what, of them within the first 50 laps
2: yeah and that's a how they have this set setup and for the most part with how they, they use a thing called a torque tube which is basically uh so instead of having the transaxle hook up to the end of the engine, they're basically putting a drive shaft on the crank and having the drive shaft run the entire length of the car into the, the transmission. Which I, I'm not an engineer, so I'm sure that someone a lot smarter than me has figured this out. However, as far as I can tell, this ha- this kind of design has not really ever been used before. So, it would make me have issues with this design that's in the car currently. It's not really been done before in this aspect, especially this heavy of car. So, that would be my other nugget. So, I gave you both right off the bat there, Eric.
0: Yeah, brought you. That's the Fanatics, what you had rooted for, and the Tire Hero nugget of the Week. Uh, I'm going to go positive here and get kind of back to the positives. And... Something you don't see a whole lot of in college basketball anymore, especially not in the regular season. You might see this during tournament time and and even um, in those in the quote-unquote preseason tournaments. They're still considered as, as regular season, but you're like your holiday tournaments, you'll see games in back-to-back-to-back days. But the Green Bay women, Green Bay Phoenix women, went through just an incredible stretch here in the last five days, uh, starting with Thursday night last night. Um, Thursday night, Saturday night, and last night, going three straight games, three straight wins, keeps their win streak, I believe, up to six now for the team. Uh, Double overtime win on Thursday to start it all off against Youngstown State. Um, Youngstown State, in the end of regulation, end of regular overtime, or the first overtime, and end of the second overtime, all had shots to win at the end, but Green Bay was able to dig in defensively, um uh, just a great game from two of the top four teams in the Horizon League for women's basketball and a real prime example of what makes really good college women's basketball so special. Sure. Um, incredible game there. Bounce back on Saturday. Um, you know, possibly you need know, go from a Thursday night game that ends up going late off day Friday to an afternoon game Saturday can make the legs the legs a little heavy. Oh, um, Green Bay came out and after giving up the first basket they played robert morris on on saturday afternoon after giving up the first basket a three-pointer green bay then went on a 11 plus minute twenty five zero run to really just control the game Jeez. first quarter second quarter game was done was able to Damn. work a lot of rotations and keep players off their feet you know more get a lot of good bench minutes and kind of rest up for that third game, because usually, like I said, you see two games in those two days in in league play. Sometimes you know you might get two out of four, or, you know, really quick succession. But then having a third game and that fifth day uh, against a uh, against your rival school, UW Milwaukee, was the Monday night Staying game. A rivalry game on top of rivalry that. game as a makeup game from a previously uh, rescheduled COVID game, and to come out. And take every punch Milwaukee had and until the final fifty seconds of regulation. So 38 minutes, ten or thirty-nine minutes, ten seconds. No team in the game led by more than four. This was a really good back and forth game. Really good back and forth game. Green Bay ends up winning, I believe, by eight or ten. I don't remember the exact final score there, but another big win for the Phoenix women. Get two days off. And then they are back at it again. Oh, well, three days off technically. Two no two. Uh, Back at it again Thursday night, going on the road now to the Detroit metro area where they will play the Oakland Golden Grizzlies and Detroit Mercy Titans Thursday, Saturday. The Oakland Golden Grizzlies? Yes. Where are they from? Detroit, Michigan. Hmm. Uh, It doesn't make sense to me. Technically, it's Oakland County. That's where Detroit is. It, It works, but it doesn't make sense to how we think. Is there even a city where Detroit used to be? Uh, technically, I suppose there is. I thought it was just a dumpster fire. It, it may or may not be, but there is still at least the Detroit M- Mercy Titans. So they're not a dumpster fire? Well, depends on who you <laughs> ask. But, uh, so big big week for Green Bay Phoenix basketball. Uh, the men had their two games over the weekend, um, and then they'll be back in action t- release night for Wednesday. And they'll do three and five then as well. They'll go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So just a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball, um, which makes our sky, our show have to be recorded on Tuesday nights uh, because of my other obligations. So lots of basketball going on, really good basketball to watch, and especially that Green Bay women's program. It looks like they're kind of figuring stuff out, and the very young team kind of coming together and getting better and better as it goes on the season. Justin, you're what you had rooted for.
1: Well, I just wanted to touch uh, on this. I thought the take that Ramsey just had was unbelievably good. I think that was one, Eric, that we could write down for uh, uh, a take of the year uh, on the clash. And the, the reasoning of what the clash, this was going to be uh, partly what my route for was. Um, but But the reasoning that the clash went there, the racing was terrible. The racing stunk, but... The numbers that that showed up, uh, I believe the rating was a 3.28, which Ramsey has said was 168% uh, improvement over the last couple years. Um, 60,000 tickets sold, 50,000 fans, um, famous fans. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, good for NASCAR. I, I hope they don't ever do it again. I hope this is something that um, they look into different – Avenues um, of trying to do this in different areas of the country, maybe even up in Canada, maybe even up in or uh, down in Mexico, or or somewhere. Um, But I thought, you know, for NASCAR, um, outside of the racing, it was a a uh, a a success. but my route for uh, I don't know necessarily that I have a tremendous route for, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for a couple small ones. Um the Packers hiring Rich Pisaccia as their special teams coordinator. I thought I know we're gonna touch on that so I won't dive too much into that. That's
0: literally all we have really before. at this I mean we're we're gonna go into it more in depth, but have you not yep. paid attention to how we do this show, Justin? We always do the Packer stuff at the end. Come on, man. We gotta make people stick around through all this garbage. Yeah, come on! What are you doing?
1: It's my root for. What are you talking about?
0: We never do Packers root for. Us. We always do that at the end. We talk Packers at the end. We talk. We uh, man, come on. It's a good root for it, though. It is He's a good. It's wrong. a great root for. But you gotta know better. So you're net.
1: bashing me, you're bashing me,
0: and then telling me it's a good route Well, it's a positive thing that happened. I'm not gonna I, sit here and dump on the move. I might give you
1: a noogie. That's what I'm, I'm not gonna might do. I'm for, not
0: gonna dump on the move. That, that might be a noogie for Justin, nope. though. That is a big time noogie for Justin.
1: You're an idiot. Anyways, my other small one, as I don't know that you guys um, have seen this, but uh, the University of Southern Indiana voted to go to uh, Division One basketball, and might and is in talks with uh, three conferences and joining for their basketball um, endeavors uh, and the Horizon League being one of them. And that's starting soon. So that's just a small route for
0: it. Well, one other thing I just want to touch base on here with you, Justin, uh, there was a, a kind of a cool event for, for Gillette over the weekend with Gillette Basketball, and I, I was going to see if you could give us a status update on that. Uh,
1: the girls won. I believe it was 54 to 40, and the guys uh, took one on the chin a little bit, uh, came out a little banged up off of that game, Um, but it was a a very good experience. I believe the the final score was 60 to 32, a very good crivet squad. Um, So they took some lumps, and hopefully that we're getting here – Uh, Getting back, they they play another tough one tonight against Coleman at home. um, That I could not be at because I am with you guys. um,
0: Well, that's very nice of
1: you. I would like I would like to give a quick shout out to a senior basketball player who has um, just fought adversity throughout his career. He has torn two ACLs uh, in one knee his sophomore and junior season and um, sounds like he might've torn the ACL in his other knee Ooh. Sunday night. Uh, so our my thoughts and prayers are out to the B. Allen family and Thane specifically, who was a football player for me, a leader for me, a uh, uh, tremendous defensive middle linebacker, um, a great leader. So my thoughts and are, are with him and his family and, and hope that uh, they get better better news than they're anticipating.
0: Yeah, definitely a strong kid. Uh, excellent workout. The first athlete I ever coached, for what it's worth. Oh, really? I coached him in fourth grade basketball when I was a senior in high school. We were not very good, but first kid I ever coached. Or my first team, I should say. All right. So Good content. Uh, definitely definitely uh thoughts and prayers going out to him on that but were you at the game sunday justin
1: i could not make it um they did not they played in oshkosh obviously at the herd um a nominee arena um and that game started at like uh, i think it was 7 30 or something Ooh. um it was just not feasible for for a guy like me that has to get up and, and be out of the house at four o'clock in the morning
0: Makes sense. Well, then, we still have to do our noogies here. Uh, so, first and foremost, Justin, come on, man. We, we always talk Packers at the end. I'm kidding. Kidding. But uh, my, my noogies here, first I got to talk about the
1: Houston Texans. And That's mine. That's mine. So, we'll, we'll piggyback off of each other, Eric. I'll you, let you, you go first. We'll, I'll let you we'll go first. It, we'll do it together.
0: You can go first because I, I know what mine's going to be, and it's probably not the same as yours. Mine's what happened today. So, I want to hear yours first.
1: I do not fully understand what the the Houston Texans are doing <laughs> in firing David Culley, uh, who in all purposes probably exceeded expectations with such a shitty roster, um, uh, playing a third-round rookie quarterback. It, I believe they won four games. That is correct. And I, I believe to me – I don't think any, I I don't, they're not going to be the number one drafting team. Like they don't have the number one pick. They're not even number two. They're like three or four. What this guy did was, was probably exceeded expectations. You fire him and then you hire the guy who was his defensive coordinator, who was atrocious. He was atrocious in college football for Illinois. He was atrocious for Tampa Bay. When he was there in, in now, granted that roster was not the greatest roster, but there were still some, as you go up and down, there are still some studs on that roster. Okay. Uh, but he, you know, he was fired from, from Chicago. I, I, this guy has kind this guy has kind of, you know, what you would think, um, drifted off into relatively, um, the abyss just being a coordinator probably until his retirement days. And I not I'm not a lovey Smith basher, but I just do not follow this hire when there are clearly clear clearly better candidates out there to be one of 32 head coaches in the NFL. Who would you have hired? Uh the, the first name off the top of my head would have been Eric Bienen. Uh, You know, Brian Flores. I would have t- hired Brian Flores.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. You wouldn't have? Or I would have. No, I think Brian Flores is a, a tremendous coach. 12 coach in the league right now. Right, you know? right.
0: And I just, yeah, Brian. I feel bad for Brian Flores. Well, I I'd do and really. I do don't. He's done it to himself, but... So, I, I mean, I, I ultimately I get why they didn't hire him with the lawsuit and they... They're trying to kind of say that he wasn't, that it's not the reason why they didn't hire him. And that brings me to my nugget of the Houston Texans today. Um, for all the stuff going on, and, and all the crap we've talked about the Houston Texans, and all the stuff Justin just said, for very accurate reasons. On top of all of this stuff we've talked about in the last year of this organization, really the last two years, we kinda even point back to uh, the days of trading DeAndre Hopkins for a Gatorade cooler, yeah, and a case of bushlight, And a case of a case of schlitz, <laughs> <laughs> but we look at all of these noogie-worthy events, and I think it just got capped off today. So, in they were doing uh, the press conference of announcing Levy Smith as the high, the head coach, and uh, one of the members of the media had asked about Brian Flores why he wasn't the guy or why they go with uh, Lovey Smith over over Brian Flores, was it just to hire an African-American um, and kind of save face without hiring Brian Flores? You know, what, what the whole situation was. And mid-answer of the GM of the Texans, mid-answer, the fire alarms in the building start going off and they have to evacuate the press conference. And if you haven't heard the audio or if you haven't seen like the video of the Zoom conference, it is just really cap cherry on top of a dumpster fire of an organization to the fact that I, I'm all, you know, I don't know if you could convince me that that wasn't planned. Like, I'm sure they're going to say it was something in, you know, somewhere in the building. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor probably got hurt or something again. But <laughs> you I don't know if you could convince me that that was a legitimate fire alarm and just to get out of the question and, and not have to either say yes or no and, and make things more for the lawsuit or whatever that's pending, but... My goodness. My other noogie, I got to say, staying in the world of the NFL. And this isn't a, you know, a super hot take or anything, but the Pro Bowl needs to go. Yeah. The Pro Bowl is the worst all-star game in sports, and it's not close. And Justin's guy, Mac Jones, made not – I don't want to say he made a mockery of it, but he showed how ridiculous it was with that long touchdown run where – the defense, like he got touched by two defensive players at like right at the first down line, and he just kept going because they never actually whistled him down. And then he, no one even comes close to chasing him. They just let him run the 70 yards. Everyone's standing around, like, dude, it's the Pro Bowl. You're you're down. Like, you're down. This yeah, is the we rule touched the pro Bowl. And he runs it. They called the touchdown, pops the gritty in the end zone with the Colts mascot, which was all sorts of confusing, but neither here nor there. And they thought it was Andrew Locke probably how athletic at matt jones looked right there but that's that was the play of the pro Bowl. i to be honest with you guys i completely forgot it was even on until i started seeing a couple twitter notifications for how bad the pro Bowl is
2: which means people still
0: watched but i just i don't know what the fix is because i i know that you you know you need to have it for bonuses contractually and whatnot and i think a lot of people point to just doing it as a skills contest and like a dodgeball game or something like that for a bunch of money. I don't know if that's the answer either, but. I think it should be nothing but backups.
2: Like i
0: have Jordan Love out there and of Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you made the Pro Bowl, your backup <laughs> your goes. Your backup goes. So instead of Devonta Adams friggin', uh Equinemius St. Brown yep. and Jordan Love are going to the Pro Bowl. That's what I think it should be. <laughs> I love that. Kurt Bankert. Kurt Banker deserves to be in the Pro Bowl He deserves, that's what I'm saying Just just because
2: Kurt Banker Hey, you watch that Kurt Banker slander Uh, The the only bad
0: thing
1: I What is it with you guys These back Packer
0: QBs They're fun Kurt Banker is the best Twitter follow Him and like Tom Crabtree Are two of the best Twitter followers you will find that have ever donned a Green Bay Packers uniform. The best part, and the, like, the only bad thing I can say about Kurt Bankert is that all three of us combined have more rushing yards in the NFL than he does right now. That's facts. He also has more starts, though. No, we have the same amount of starts. He has more uh, snaps. Sure. He has more active game day suit-ups. But he does, we do have more rushing yards on him. So we got that going for us. But actually, one other cool thing about Kurt Banker, if you don't follow him on Twitter, if you don't follow him along, I, I want to go on record as I hate the idea of Twitch, like for people who just play video games and people watch people play video games. I understand that there's a good market there, and truthfully, at some point, I don't know what the future holds, but we may or may not be there at one point or another. I love Twitch, but the concept of it drives me nuts.
1: But <laughs> you love you love Twitch for different reasons. No, I
2: love Twitch because it's a very fun community that you can, especially if you get in a good community,
0: you just hang out with the same people every day on the Twitches. I'm not even going to begin to unpack that. We're just going to let that sit there. Right. But, but, no, Kurt Bankert plays a lot of Madden, and he he will explain, like, play concepts as to why they actually work in real football. And he actually makes, like, people who play, Play Matt, like it makes it kind of worth watching for just a, sure. an analytical point of view. Like he, he had shared a video of him playing um, the, as the Packers against the Ravens, and I think he was even losing because somebody said, Why are you losing or why are you posting your L on Twitter? Um, because he threw, it was a touchdown play he threw uh, to, from Rodgers to Devante, which is also the fact that he's not playing as himself is even funnier. <laughs> 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 But Rodgers to de Devante on a flag route, post route combo with a back in the flat as to why it opens up in a cover two for that post route. And he does a really good job explaining it and just showing you how it works and what the play so art of it is. He's the next Doug Peterson? He very well could be. He very well could be. So that that's another reason to love Kurt Bankard on top of just being friggin' hilarious. I bet you he chugs beer too Oh he has to right I bet you he chugs a lot of beer If he doesn't now because He's got to be like a responsible parent or whatever He He probably did did at at one one point point. Yeah.
2: Justin you need to say something nice about Kurt Bankert Yeah we're not moving on to You say something nice about Kurt
1: Bankert What college did Kurt Bankert go to? Doesn't matter. Doesn't
0: matter. Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He plays <laughs> with Packers. He went to Blue Mountain State. Him and Alex Moran were chugging beer.
1: Nope. Virginia.
0: Good for him. He's a Cavalier. Probably uh, lost to Trevor Lawrence
2: at one point. Probably. I, b- I would believe that would be... Well, Justin, we're not moving on. Did you yeah. say something nice about Kurt Bankert? Yeah,
0: we need to hear it. Just Whoa, something Whatever.
1: Nice. Whatever that means probably played in a bowl game his head coach's name was Bronco these
0: are not positive things you're just playing out facts <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you a positive thing about Kurt Banger there's say something not, nice
1: there really, there's, not, there's not a positive thing to talk about he's fun there, that,
0: that, was that so hard we're gonna start a new weekly he, series I um, don't
1: know that he's fun well, you
0: go on Twitter right as we speak, and you go follow him.
1: I don't really find the – I followed the guy. I don't – whatever. Like, the guy, you know, people have cups of tea. He's not mine. Old man Justin shaking his fist in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. I just dropped it on you guys right there. Uh,
0: uh, the worst take in Packers Twitter. Kurt Bankert's not fun. Ah, uh, Man. Oh! He said he was nice. I mean, yeah. Anyway, Justin. He's um, fun.
1: Just on my cup of
0: tea. Any other nuggies from you this week?
1: Uh, no, not really. I don't think so. Ramsey and others? Nope. Can't think of one. All right. Very good. This James Harden. Hey, we could talk this re- real quick. Have you guys been following this James Harden? to the philadelphia 76ers conversation
2: yeah do you want me to tell you why it makes all the sense in the fucking world
1: i want to i want you to fill me in because i haven't been following it that close well what like I, i don't understand where this all of a sudden james harden with the nets like went downhill real fast this almost seems like the same exact situation as it was with the rockets Minus the Rockets wanting to rebuild.
2: So I I think, and I don't think we'll ever actually know this for sure, I think that if you follow James Harden's career relatively closely, you know, two things about James Harden. He, I I don't want to say is committed. He's committed on game day. Like he shows up and he plays 32 minutes a night and he does what it takes to win. Now, there's a lot of reports out there that he's not necessarily the best, like showing up late to practices and making stuff about him. So I think in Brooklyn, I don't think that he doesn't like, I don't think he's a fan of Kyrie. I think that's kind of been a known thing that him and Kyrie have never really got along all that well. Because Kyrie is literally the exact opposite of what James Harden's made a career out of. I also don't think that James Harden's overly enthused with having to pull more weight than what Kevin Durant's been able to pull this year, because Kevin Durant gets a little flaky and a little injury prone. So, I mean, if you look at it from where, like if I'm looking at it, I would not want to play in Brooklyn with that kind of mess between Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and really for what it's worth, the 76ers have Ben Simmons, they've been wanting to move Ben Simmons for a long time. Ben Simmons is one of the best on-ball guards in the entire league. And he's also one of the best facilitating guards in the entire league. That cannot shoot. but does not That's not his thing. And, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of like you don't necessarily want to ask people to be what they're not. He's not a shooter, which is okay. He's really good on the defensive Gary side of the ball. Gary Payton
1: wasn't a great shooter.
2: Well, that's actually an excellent comparison there, Justin. Uh, it, it, he's really good defensively. He facilitates... He does things that not a lot of other NBA players are willing to do. He's also one of those guys that can probably play three or four positions on the floor whenever you need him to. If you get him to commit, now that's been his kind of issue his entire career is that he doesn't necessarily want to commit in the offseason to improve or get better at shooting, or he just wants to be a basketball player, which Mm -hmm. is fine. But I think that it's kind of a thing that James Harden is probably going to fit better with the 76ers roster. And I think that the Nets, it, their offense would work better with a
0: facilitator moving the ball to shooters. So, but I, could Simmons couldn't play with them because he's not vaccinated? That's the whole three, one of the reasons he's sitting out, isn't it?
1: No, that's that, Kyrie.
0: That's Kyrie. I th- no, Kyrie. Ky, I think I think Simmons isn't either. I'm pretty. Simmons is mad that. at. Um,
1: Everything Philadelphia. Who's the coach
2: that was in Doc Rivers? The whole thing stemmed from when Doc Rivers didn't support Ben Simmons enough. Ben Simmons
0: got upset and then started claiming a bunch of other issues. So, by the way, for what it's worth, I did just quick Google it here. Up until about a week ago, Ben Simmons was not vaccinated. Is he vaccinated now? Reports are that he has gotten vaccinated, yes, from uh, NBC Sports. So that would be my
2: quick rundown of that situation. I don't think it ends up happening because I don't think that Ben Simmons has such a just bad mark and they're asking a lot for him that I don't think he ever actually ends up moving. But that's kind of the connections that's been drawn from the whole James Harden-Ben Simmons thing.
0: Now, I'm, I'm going to ask, because he also has... The Harden has a connection to the GM of the Sixers, Dale Maury. Who was
2: um, in Houston with him, correct?
0: Yes. Yep. So, with that... Because be- James Harden is a... Is he a free agent after this season as well, where he could be moved anywhere, or has he got one more year up on his deal? I don't know that off the top of my head. So, with that, I mean, we are... F- As time of recording here, about 40-some-odd hours, less than two days away from trade deadline. We've seen two major blockbusters go down today. Between Sabonis, the Sabonis trade, and then the CJ McCollum trade. I'm going to ask you guys, just for the record, do either one of you guys think that there is another blockbuster trade that happens? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Not necessarily Harden Simmons, but just do you think there is another blockbuster? Well,
2: team? I wouldn't consider either one of those blockbuster trades either, though. Those are um, role players I mean, get moved. To... The
1: best player out of the best two players out of anything that you described there were Sabonis, who is a two-time All Star, and C.J. McCollum, who has never been a number one in his career. So
0: I don't disagree, I don't know but. That... They just, these are still the significant earnings names in the NBA.
2: Trades. In my opinion, a blockbuster would basically at this point be the Lakers find a partner for Westbrook or Harden going to Philadelphia.
0: God, that needs to happen.
2: And I don't think either no, neither one of those are going to happen. The Lakers are in
1: I just a, want to know. I think a team should trade for Kiefer Sykes and give him a $100 million contract. I'd be okay with that. It's not going to happen, but I'd be okay with that.
0: I mean, never say never, I suppose.
1: Never say never, Eric.
0: I, I'm not saying never. Just, I don't see it happening. I would love to see it happen. Russell Westbrook for Kiefer straight up. <laughs> I love that. That'd be great. feel Kiefer... you know, honestly that'd probably make the Lakers a better team. It Anything to get Russell Westbrook off the roster would make them a better team at this point. That is a... Which, and I... You know, I am not a Russell Westbrook fan. I think we've gone on record
2: very clearly on stating that. I don't really... Like, what Russell Westbrook's done this year is what we all thought he was going to do. We just thought that AD was going to be healthy. Like, Russell Westbrook is erratic, super athletic, likes to turn the ball over. That's where he's been in LA. He's filled minutes when he had to. Um, I don't know. I feel feel a little bad for Russell Westbrook because I think he got... I think people had different expectation of him than what he truly is. I thought it was going to work better than what it is. I thought LeBron was going to be able to reel him in a little bit, but that's not here or there, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I just I have not. I been don't a have
1: fan. A, I don't have a take. I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could have thought that putting Russell Westbrook on that team was going to be a good idea.
2: Well, you read what you sow. LeBron is in your. runs 37 this year gonna be 38 and like
1: year 18 or
2: 19 19 and anthony davis has been injury prone so russell westbrook the the issue with the westbrook deal and westbrook in general is not the player that he is it's the contract that he has and i think that's where the lakers got in trouble was that i was incredibly short-sighted to try to give russell westbrook this money and not really have any way to get out of this money. So they're just kind of stuck with him. And his game is not going to get fixed at this point in his career. Like, it's going to be where it is. Like I said, he's done what he needed to do and fill minutes and, you know, be a sufficient defense player and be do Westbrook things. It's just unfortunate that there's no real exit strategy for the Lakers at this point because...
0: LeBron made a bad decision. Also, in basketball news, um, Bucks were a quick Bucks report here as we uh, just talk about them for a second. And all I'm going to talk about for this Bucks report is the uh, rumors that they are looking to have a trade partner in the Celtics. The Celtics had offered uh, for DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo has been the, the piece for the Bucks. But I believe the Bucks were offered Avery Bradley, if I have that correct. And they had wanted oh god, where was the uh they had wanted or Dennis Schroeder, uh from, from Boston's what they offered, but the Bucks want Grant Williams. I would not trade Devin no for um Schroeder. Schroeder's been a headache in the league since I would I wholeheartedly agree. That's why the Bucks turned it down. Uh, but they had been requesting um Grant Williams. Also, just with that, just to kind of touch back on the Sabonis' trade...
1: Why would you trade a young beast like that?
0: I, that's just what the rumor was, Justin. I, I don't like that's, it at all. That's terrible. Anyways, I, I do just want to touch on, back to the uh, Sabonis' trade, that Oshkosh native Tyrese Halliburton was part of that trade coming back to the Pacers, so a little bit closer to home for him coming from sacramento out to, and coming back to uh or no new orleans correct or was it sacramento i'm i'm sacramento yes. where was where yes. Halburn was
1: yes sacramento yes
0: so sacramento back to the midwest and he's now an indianapolis pacer which that would be he would have been a perfect fit baser. in la it was tires Halburn.
2: yeah definitely if what um the kings gave up today could have went to la that make them a playoff contender well, I guess uh, NBA championship contender—they're going to be in the playoffs
0: because everyone makes playoffs in the NBA, pretty much. But so that is my Bucks report. With that, Justin, I know we've got some, some Badger basketball going on. Anything new in the world of the Wisconsin Badgers?
1: Uh, not not much new. Uh, really. I I was thinking about it today. I, there's they really uh. We covered a lot of the stuff that I was going to talk about last week um, with the transfer from Northern Illinois. That was kind of a surprise. And then uh, the flip from wide receiver from Yale. They did have a redshirt freshman uh, wide receiver in Isaac Brown or Isaac Young, Isaac something, he uh, decided to enter the transfer portal. He did not see the field at any point in his two years in Madison. So uh, you're going to look at a uh, wide receiver room that is completely brand new. Uh, in Dean Ingram's introductory press conference, uh, there were some, some things that were pretty glaring um, to see uh, them talk about. They do not have a bona fide plan as of yet saying that it was going to be a collaborative effort in the play calling for the offense Um, he does not have a specific uh, coaching group yet um, that has been told to the media and the Badgers have posted a defensive assistant coaching job um, that should be filled by February 19th so that that's a little bit of news. Most pundits would have thought that 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 they would have uh, posted for a QB coach, in which they do not have. So that looks like that might be um, Paul Chris job going forward um, as head coach, QB coach, and then hopefully Ingram will be calling the plays.
0: I'd be a big fan that of that. That
1: guy's yeah. is pretty cool. Pretty much the Badger report. The Badgers snuck one out uh, against a a Penn State team that isn't uh, all that great. They're a 500 team. uh, Snuck one out at home by two points. Um, They took one on the chin against uh, Illinois. Um, Just a a horrendous shooting effort. I believe they were three for 24 from three-point land um, and somehow still scored in the 60s in that game um do you giving like up37 points was? to Kofi oh. Co- I do not specifically remember uh, it was a pretty high scoring game uh Kofi Colburn scored 37 points himself um in the middle he's just a, a freak of nature um but currently they are playing very well on Michigan State's Floor with Tyler Wall back in the lineup. Um, Brad Davison just knocked down his first three, and they're off by I believe it is eight. It's thirty-seven so thirty-one. That's pretty much the best part.
0: All right, good stuff. So with that, well, what do you guys think? Should we should we just focus all Super Bowl here right now, or do we want to talk anything about the Rick Pasaccio hiring and a couple other NFL notes before we get Super Bowl? No, it's done. Super Bowl. All right, so. Good decision, Ramsey. So, as mentioned, and Justin uh, talked about much earlier in the episode, uh, Packers have got their guy at the special teams coordinator, hiring Rick Passaccia, n- most notably known for as of late, as being the interim head coach of the playoff-bound Las Vegas Raiders. And then the Raiders ended up going with Josh McDaniels um, as their head guy, so losing or not ever shorting the interim tag. But then Packers get him as the special teams coordinator. Uh, really, to me, I think that's an... I mean, for all the reasons just to make sure that that is an incredible unit, um, really just kind of still points to being all in, I think, yet, too. I think that is a, a move um, that has bigger implications right, you know, kind of down the road. If you catch what I'm saying here? Then, then maybe yeah, just the absolutely. special teams unit.
2: I, unfortunately where the Packers are and like I've said before I don't think the cap situation is right. it's not as bad as we all you make can. it seem but I don't know if Green Bay can be all in with what they're going to have to pay to bring probably Aaron and Devontae both back I think they can be all in but they're going to have to hit the draft and the Rich Versace at the end of the day is going to make them better so I think that you can afford to lose some pieces with some better coaching but I don't know if they're still in that window that they have been for the last three years.
1: You can hire all the right guys you want, but if you don't have the players to make to make that unit better, they, they really have to dive in. The Packers really have to dive in and, and dedicate themselves to have a couple guys on the roster that, that are going to be special teams dynamos that are going to make it worth having those guys. Like a Jared Bush. Uh, you know, when uh, that's uh, when Jared Bush was on the Packers, that's probably the last time they had a really good True special or, uh, a semi-decent special teams player.
2: See, you talk really yeah, highly so. of Jared Bush, but not Kurt Bankert.
0: Jared For what it's worth, Jared was Bush was a captain player. in the Super Bowl.
1: I'm just saying. Kurt Bankert, his claim to fame... Is playing Madden on Twitch. Jared Bush is tackling people in the NFL. Alright? Kurt Baker takes knees. Victory knees.
0: Yeah. For winning games. <laughs> I do gotta say though, just while we're while we're talking about Jared Bush, first of all, probably the only Packer podcast talking about Jared Bush. Or any podcast. When was about the Jared last Bush. time
2: someone talked about Jared Bush? Since two thousand what? He, he was there in
0: Twelve, right? Thirteen. Believe, I believe so, 15. but was what I said, I, fourteen. 15? I gotta say, I had a very hate love hate relationship with Jared Bush, not for anything like Kevin King, like with Twitter or anything like that. But do you guys remember when he was either? First of all, when he was on special teams too. But when he was playing corner, like if they needed him playing like nickel or dime package, or whatever, he was good for one black in the back or defensive hole a game. Every it did single seem like game, that, yeah. Just some dumb penalty, which is probably why he wasn't there anymore, you know? Like, good on, I mean, awesome career, special teams, captain in the Super Bowl. But just every single freaking, that's my memory of him. I don't, a great special teamer as a career, but just, that is my memory of him. Just every single game, black in the back. If, the, if you had a kicker turn and you saw the flag, it's like, oh, where's Jared Bush? This one. And you either saw him do it every single play, or if he was on a camera, you knew it was 24. Jerry sure, Bush, man. That, it, Just by listening
2: to our podcast, just the people that we talk about, just obscure
0: reference people, is going to make you smarter. Oh, definitely. For sure. Um, also, I got to say, just while we're talking about career special teams, guys who I would love to see Green Bay bring in, partially because of just what, you know, the brand that he has, but. I would love to see Will Compton in a Green Bay Packers uniform. No. Scrappy linebacker. They were linked to him already last offseason as one of the two or three teams that he was going to play for. Special teams guy who has played for Will, for Rick Passaccia. Uh, Will Compton tweeted yesterday after the after the news broke, congrats to the Green Bay Packers for getting a legend in Rick Passaccia. One of the best leaders I've ever been around. I think he uh, replies to his own tweet. He's also a prick, but I'd run through a concrete wall for him, no problem.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: So, uh, and plus, busting with the boys to Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers allegedly has Nashville connections. So does Will Compton. I'm, yeah. well, you see what I'm saying here? No. <laughs> you know what I thought about the other day that no one's probably talked about him forever either? Who's that? Aaron really? Campman. I think about Aaron Campman probably about once a month when it's football season and how upset I was when we released him in 2008 we didn't release him he just he he was a free agent he went to Jacksonville for a bunch of money and then like never panned out he had like two good seasons
2: yeah this what Aaron came did the other day. I'm like hmm. whatever happened to him is he still
0: alive I I suppose I, I probably should have yeah. looked that up before if he's not may he rest in peace but I'd be willing to bet that he still is I'm gonna look that up just well, to make sure that. Just to uh, make sure we're not talking ill or <laughs> anything uh, that, like that. was but, a compliment. No, it though. was I a mean, compliment, right. He was probably one of the better defensive ends the Packers have ever had. For a very well, brief they got, time, yeah. They,
1: they let him walk when they switched to the 3 4 defense because he didn't fit the style. Or the day they kept him maybe one year. I believe so. I he just is still alive.
0: According to Wikipedia, to he board. is still alive. So good on you, Ramsey. He is still alive. 2002 to 2009 in Green Bay. I didn't realize he played in 2002, like going that far back. He
2: was a two time second team All Pro, two time Pro Bowler. 2006, 2007. Good for him. 58 sacks, 12 forced fumbles, four fumble recovers. What do you think he's doing when now? He, what is he... Podcast.
1: Second round or third round draft pick?
2: Fifth round. In two thousand two,
1: yeah, what is what a steal? What a steal from Iowa. Yep. That that part I knew. I I thought that they drafted him higher. What a steal! You get you get a fifth round draft pick that is a two time second team all pro. Yeah,
0: That's literally though. Yeah, not wrong. So with that, um, a couple other kind of news and notes here. Um, Titans officially out on Aaron Rodgers, which we all kind of expected. Well, they said they're out. Right. But they are vocally out. Um, report came coming out of Leach Report this week that Green Bay does not expect to have to trade Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, take take that what you will. It's a report here in first weekend of February. But I guess good signs from the organization there. Although we're going to touch on that. Uh, a couple other news notes from around the NFL uh kyler murray causing being maybe the latest quarterback in quarterback controversy land of unfollowing all the cardinals related um twitter accounts social media accounts etc on teammates uh, allegedly may have something to do with the fact that the cardinals owner has not paid coaches playoff bonuses
2: i think it is solely about kyler murray wanting a bonus
0: I'm sure it is To
2: get restructured Or resigned. am
0: or... I'm, I'm 100% sure it
2: is It's uh, saying Look Look at the outrage This is going to cause Pay me now That's all that Connor kind of Murray was
1: Justin... He's got to be On a rookie contract
2: so, Yeah he definitely is He is That's why They want He wants to be resigned now And I just don't think The Arizona Cardinals over the last few games Have
1: He's got Baker Mayfield feel about him No no. You don't think so?
0: No. I think it's worth a conversation. No. Look at the numbers. Kyler Murray faded down the stretch. Yeah, at least yeah, he, he, has, he, he was an MVP a candidate.
2: Baker Mayfield's never yeah. been better than a 15th from, quarterback in the league. From week
1: one to seven.
2: Okay, still counts. Baker Mayfield never he did was
1: ne- He was never truly an MVP candidate. He was until he got hurt. Which... So he was he was good for 40% of the season. One season. Out of three. I'm looking at the stats right.
0: I, I bet Kyler Murray's numbers are considerably better. Well sure, they're playing in much different styles
2: of football though and too. Kyler Murray plays he, in a did... much better division. That's not even arguable. Yeah. They had two teams playing for the NFC Championship game. And Arizona sure this was. year,
0: but right. you look at that. You look at that AFC North the last few years. I mean, you've got you've had an MVP in the Ravens with Lamar Jackson.
1: They had three teams in the playoffs last year.
0: That's true, and they have a Super Bowl team this year. They had two playoff teams again this year. So Kyler.
1: I don't think we're going to argue that the NFC West wasn't the best division in football. I certainly won't argue that. No, not at all. But but if you were going to compare this year between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, no doubt. I'm sure the numbers are probably uh, in, in Kyler Murray's favor. But if you went from week seven to week 10 or to week 18 – Uh, And Baker Mayfield played with a separated shoulder on his off-throwing arm almost the whole year.
2: With a better roster. That Cleveland Browns team's a quarterback away. That's a true quarterback away. Baker Mayfield, I will give – you don't think that? That defense is good enough, and the offensive line is one of the top three in football. They have two top 15 running backs. Their receiving core is probably the weak point at this point, but they still have Jarvis Landry, who is severely underrated. They have uh, what two pretty decent tight ends. I mean, that team is where Tampa Bay was a few years ago. That it, they need a few more pieces, and I don't know if Kevin Stefanski is that guy. But I would say that that's uh, I would say that's a better roster than what Arizona has right now.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't
2: know that. <laughs> I, I've said this before. I think people we've overvalued Baker Mayfield. To he's not the best quarterback in the state. You could make an argument he's the third best quarterback in the state. You could make an argument today that CJ Stroud would be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield oh, at Ohio sh- State. I should. I'm not kidding. Like that's a legit argument that you, we could probably have. So, he's nowhere near Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's, at this point, I guess we can kind of get a little suitable stuff, but Joe Burrow is now reset on how we view quarterbacks. And I think Joe Burrow is an insanely good talent. But I think Kyler Murray's done the same thing. We've seen it now where, you know, Kyler Murray two years in, you know Kyler Murray is a special talent. Now, if he ever gets there, we'll see. But... Kyler Murray is a special athlete, and I don't think anything anyone can take that away from him. He has a better arm than Baker Mayfield. He's more athletic. The only thing Baker Mayfield has on him is size, right? Not by much, but enough. And that's, I think, that's a knock on Kyler Murray right now is the size. And I, I kind of, I go back and forth on that. And like, I don't want to fault the guy for his size, but I would also take a bigger quarterback over him. Like, so call a spade a spade, but. He's more athletic, better arm. Joe burrow has got to the point now where he's special. He's in a Super Bowl with a rebuilding roster in year two. And Baker Mayfield has a better roster than what Joe burrow has been given. And Baker Mayfield can barely be a 500 quarterback. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not it. Dak Prescott's not it. Kirk Cousins isn't it. These guys are a different class. And at this point in the NFL, if you want to win games and be competitive... I think Baker Mayfield can be a competitive quarterback in the league. I think Kirk Cousins can. I think Dak Prescott can. I think you just have a really special roster around him when you have to go play people like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or at this point, Joe Burrow or Aaron Rodgers or what was Tom Brady. It just is a... There's a pretty big gap in quarterbacks, and that's what's winning ball games right now. That was, I mean, really that was difference in the Rams 49ers, right? That the Rams had a step up, a step above quarterback over what the 49ers do. That's where they drafted Trey Lance. I mean, that's just what, that's where the league is right now. It's just a very heavily quarterback-based league. And people like Baker Mayfield, and they're good, they're good quarterbacks. And if you got them in the right situation, you'll win games. It's just, I don't know, they're not good enough to carry you. Did you find the stats on on this? Kyler Murray <laughs> was better there. in every single stat. If I didn't think I it was so like egregious that I didn't think I had to read them off. Baker Mayfield versus Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was better in completions, better in attempts, better in percentage, better in yards by 700, better in yards per attempt, better in touchdowns, less interceptions, less sacks, considerably more rushes, considerably more rushing yards, more on rushing attempts a longer rush more rushing touchdowns so any any meaningful stat kyler murray was night and day above baker mayfield and granted that would be a caveat with baker mayfield was injured so you can't really compare that but that's not here nor there i suppose
1: well how about what if you went back and you went and did their their third years apart because so Baker Baker's was pretty good year, year three. Baker's lead third year was last year, correct?
0: Correct. Uh, the twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one season.
1: So if you compare third year to third year, what's the difference?
2: I'm trying to find, I, I found their career stats, and obviously Baker Mayfield is better uh, career versus career, but he also has another season in, so it's not correct.
1: That's why. That's I why mean,
2: I say third year i third guess year. one of the your the big numbers right would be completion percentage right career versus career kyler murray has a 66.9 so 67 percent completion percentage baker mayfield has a 62 um i'm trying to find other meaningful numbers that are kind of kyler i give you
1: the meaningful number
2: kyler murray is better per game By passing yards, quarterback rating, time sacked, uh, and pass yards per game, Kyler Murray's ahead 249 to 235. Quarterback rating, Baker's an 89.1, Murray's a 90. Uh, He's been sacked 34 less times. I mean, I, I think that Kyler Murray... And I think that's an unfortunate thing with him is that he's going to fall. He's going to be small, so I think he's going to be injured. So I don't think they we're actually going to have a definitive win on that argument. But I don't think it's really all that close right now.
1: Well, Akers got more playoff victories.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> all right, boys. Any other NFL notes you guys want to touch on?
1: I, I, oh, judge going back to, to the Patriots.
0: Now, he. This is. I'm glad you bring that up. I I'd forgotten about that. It's a very, kind of slept on nugget. Because it's really interesting to me. You can kind of tell where his career path is going to take him. Because he's being as an offensive assistant, is he not?
2: I yes. I didn't I didn't see okay. that story. So. Yes.
0: With that, I mean, he had it's previously a been... a Right, and that's, that's my ultimate point here is I believe, you know, it really seems to me that, and I don't think this is a shocker, once you're head coach, probably goal is to become one again if you get fired, but trying to retool his qualifications as opposed to kind of taking the Passaccia route and, and just kind of sticking with what you are and where you've excelled, I find that as a interesting caveat uh to what he's doing in a different you know just path here if you want to look you know those two just combined uh interesting in that aspect
1: certainly um the giants have made another uh, what i think is a really good hire in uh a defensive coordinator um wink martindale who was the coordinator for the ravens for the last I don't know five six seven years, um, just has done a, a really good job that they uh, just uh, mutually agreed to move apart him and um, John Harbaugh at, at the Ravens. So a great hire for for the Giants with Wink Martindale running the defense, and um, I don't know that I've that I've necessarily heard of another great um, hire, but. You know the Packers ha- have done pretty well in trying their best to retain um, their current staff. Um, I don't know that we've talked about the tight ends coach, Otten, uh, has moved on to be the the offensive coordinator for. Yep, Nathaniel we talked that last Mack week.
0: We talked that Did last we? week. Yeah,
1: uh, and then. Dick Butkus's grandson, um, being hired by the Packers to be full time.
0: Yeah. Um, now with today's to or today's news, the all vacancies for head coaches have been filled now. Correct. Yeah. Well. so. The Minnesota Dennis b- Allen job isn't official yet. Right. So with that, I'm going to ask you just before we kind of move on here, what do you think the best hire? Doug Peterson. I agree. I, I don't
2: think I any of the other 100%. ones are even close to that. We, we got on that right away. I, I
1: would say I would say the second best one is um, New Orleans just um, promoting Dennis Allen uh, from defensive coordinator, trying to keep the most continuity that he can with what is uh, a salary cap haven, kind of like what the Packers are going through themselves, um, but trying to keep – uh, a little continuity with what they have too. Well, and he's beloved too, isn't he? But the players
0: just uh, yep, like... yep. And he was he did fill in for Peyton at times when Peyton was out with COVID or whatever situations. You see that during Boneygate. He was not. No, wow. I would like to more if he was. Um. That was Greg Williams. Yeah, Ron Williams. But I do gotta Greg. say, um, I, I do gotta give just a Ronnie special. Williams. I, I do think, you guys are right, Doug Peterson probably is the best hire. I think Nathaniel Hackett, just from a rooting perspective, is probably really, I want to see what he can do if he's... I have sound crash if he's cracked up, oh, Tyler Wall down on the ground, holding the ankle. Um, but I think the I think one of the other ones I think that kind of gets slept on is Josh McDaniels going to Las Vegas. And I'm, I'm really interested to see if he can redeem what his previous head coaching had been. And he does have a quarter, a capable quarterback there too. I think it's going to be,
2: he's going to be better the second time around. I just don't know if I trust any Belichick assistant at this point. Cause we, I mean, Brian Flores obviously was a Belichick guy and I, I think he was a really a coach, but we really have not seen it other than that on a Belichick guy actually working out anywhere. So, We'll see. That Las Vegas job's a hard job though. That's probably the hardest what? job on that list,
0: right? Yeah, especially when you look at I mean you look at the just the team reputation. Then you throw in the Las Vegas factor, aka Alvin Kamara. Well, the whole Las Vegas thing, I mean
2: that would be such a hard coaching job to have just because how much temptation is right there. Sin City. How it's much, literally Sin City. And how much trouble players can get into we already saw it last year, right? A bunch of ex-Raiders getting in trouble. and it's Even
0: non-Raiders in the Pro Bowl. I'm just hammering that Alvin Kamara story down. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd
2: want that job personally, but if anyone's going to make it work, it should be Josh McDaniels, right? I
0: mean, that's the quote-unquote Patriot way. He has, a, again, a serviceable quarterback. I think above serviceable. I well, mean, right. I think Derek Carr is very slept on.
2: I don't think he's in that same group that we kind of think of as elite quarterbacks, but I think he's
0: right there, right after him, right? He's in the he's he's probably in tier two, right? Of the quarterbacks in the NFL, great leader, was able to kind of rally the troops uh, this season through all the controversy controversy adverse, adversity that they faced. That's a sreeze there, but I think um, he's one of those guys. I think has
2: got the most out of his talent.
0: Oh, absolutely. What talent he has. He might not be as talented as some of the other guys, but he's definitely got the most out of it. I mean. What do you think about just from his perspective? I mean, look at, I mean, talk about having pressure on you, Be having your brother be one of the biggest draft busts of all time. It's not a fair comparison to him. Wow, well, I mean. That's not fair to hold him to that same standard, but it's still it's something you talk about. That's how many
2: times was he sacked and
0: it uh, was the NFL probably record? Probably a million it? until Ben Roethlisberger took it. But you
1: have like sixty something in a year. Yeah, it was something insane. Was like sacks,
0: but you see, you still see what I'm saying. Though is you, you've got these unfair comparisons that are still being held against you. Just like Trey Lance is going to be held to the same standard against Carson Wentz because they went to the same college. Right or wrong, it's it is the reality of the situation. Yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you. I know. <laughs> but um no I I think that's going to be a good one to watch but I, I do think that uh, Doug Pearson is the home run now really interesting how that whole interview process went with him cuz he interviewed the earliest cuz he could, he was you know he's not coaching this year and with the new rules Jacksonville cuz they had that vacancy after they fired Urban Meyer they could start interviewing early on too so they interviewed Doug Pearson way early on they lose out on Nathaniel Hackett, because that was their kind of their guy, and That's, then without a second interview, they just go, "Yep, Doug Peterson," which that, I think is the right call. Ultimately. That was the right
2: coach. I don't. You don't want Nathaniel Hackett going there. I don't think Nathaniel yeah, Hackett works first time caller. Yeah, you want you have Trevor Lawrence, and we've said this before, and you can go back on the podcast. We talked about it when Urban Meyer was fired, on the Doug Peterson hire was that. You need someone that's stable in Jacksonville. Like that's just you need to save the stability for Trevor Lawrence because you have to get it right now.
1: By the way, stable, offensive mind, former NFL quarterback, um, Super has done it big time. Exactly. It, I, By I the way, it's just, just up.
0: to kind of one, I found the stat here: the NFL single-season sack record was David Carr his rookie year. 76 sacks Shh. for 411 yards, and that wasn't even his career high. His career high came uh. the season he got 60 sacks 68 times for 424 yards. I, uh, I found it funny. Mel goes, oh,
2: former Packer quarterback Doug Peterson gets the Jacksonville Jaguars job. I'm like, he didn't win a Super Bowl or anything with Philadelphia. You know, that's not... Packer quarterback, Trump's <laughs> Super Bowl winner. Right. That was he was, the, though. That was the article floating here on Green Bay. I, I, I laughed pretty hard about that when she told me that.
0: Well, you got the local tie, so you got to tell it that way. But she didn't
2: know that he won a Super Bowl before. So she just literally thought, oh, a former Packer quarterback, it's head coaching job, not realizing
0: that he was. Red uh, he was yeah. a super. He was a two-time Super Bowl champion, of the Two though. Because he was here for the '96 Super Bowl. No, the headline Packers, former Packers quarterback, Super Bowl champion as a player and as a coach. Good for him. Uh, just real as we just before we talk Super Bowl, while we're kind of transitioning here, who is your favorite Packer backup quarterback? Because we've we've been so blessed in our lifetimes, all three of us, to see basically two starting quarterbacks. Favorite backup. Not quarterback. counting Aaron Rodgers doesn't count because he was technically the backup for Favre, but. Favorite backup quarterback that never really played? Oh, Vince Young. That's a good one. That's a very popular one. Graham Harrell.
2: Matt I Flynn. L- I loved Graham Harrell back at Texas. those Texas Tech days. Him and Crabtree. Him and Crabtree taking out Texas at, in Texas Tech. or at Texas Tech in Lubbock.
0: Matt Flynn was I'm gonna in go there.
1: Way, I'm going to go way past your time, guys. you say Tim
0: Couch, Jim McMahon. Matt Hasselbeck. Kurt Warner.
1: Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is a good one, but Ty Detmer, Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Do you guys remember when – Heisman Trophy – you remember Heisman?
0: Hell yeah, he did. Do you guys remember when uh, big quarterback bust Achilles Smith and Tim Couch were Packer quarterbacks for a minute too?
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I think? I, yep. If I had to pick my favorite one, my Brian favorite – Brian Brom. Seneca Wallace. No, my, I think my favorite one, because of, oh, just because of Madden, was Craig Nall. I love Craig Nall for no reason. You've, you've talked about Craig Nall before on the podcast. Because for the reason being, the only reason I love Craig Nall, and, and this is such a bad take in, in retrospect, but Craig Nall in like Madden's 06, 07, when he was technically the two quarterback, before they kind of let Rodgers be the two, When you played a franchise mode in Madden, there was two quarterback mini-camp drills, right? You had precision passing, and I don't even remember the name of the other one, but there was one where you had to hit the receivers in certain areas, and there was, like, the gold, bronze, and silver rings. And then there was, like, the pocket presence where you had to avoid sacks and then hit the receiver that highlighted or whatever. You'd obviously do Brett Favre for one of them so you could get that extra couple attribute points and make him even just a little bit better. But Craig Knoll in those games was so much better than Aaron Rodgers at the time which is just ridiculous to think about now. But he was so much better that you had to use Craig Nall for those drills because Aaron Rodgers was not it in those two games. And for no reason I love Craig Nall. That and then the story of Rodgers talking about when um, when his rookie year when they were playing in Cincinnati and the fan came on the field and talked about how Rodgers, they were both suited up because a lot of teams carried three quarterbacks in their active yep. roster. They're both suited up. They're both sitting there. And um, the the fan comes on the field, takes the ball from Farvey, and gets just wrecked by a linebacker or whatever. But then it's Craig Knowledge turns. What the fuck was that?
1: Because
0: <laughs> 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 I remember like, Farve took the snap, and just because they usually try not to show that on on TV yeah. or whatever, they try to pan away from it just because they don't want to encourage people to do it. But this is this big dude, huge-ass beer belly, just stumbling around the field. Favre takes a snap and goes to hand it off and just gives the dude the ball and lets him get, like, shrugged by a linebacker. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's always a good one, too. That's a good pull. Uh, Vince Young, just because he's Vince Young, got a point to him. Um, yeah, some really good ones have come through. Obviously, Kurt Bankert, the laser show. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Matt Hasselbeck. Man, the Super Bowl. Matt has, Hasselbeck. The, Matt
1: Hasselbeck. Outside of Kurt Warner, them are probably the two most successful. Well, Jim McMahon oh. won a Super Bowl. Before. Yeah, after, but he, before. <laughs> he became, yeah. He,
0: after he his brain was a. melted. <laughs> and his eye. <laughs>
1: I once told a guy at work that Jim McMahon was Ed McMahon's son and he believed me. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Be more likely to believe Vince McMahon. The,
1: wor- the worst part about it is the guy's a Bears fan too.
0: So. He's the he's the third McMahon child from Vince. You remember the, uh, you guys remember back in like 2005 or whatever when it was the bastard son storyline and big It was actually Jim McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> he just
2: his, he was too melted, he couldn't figure out his way underneath the ring.
0: <laughs> Him and Shane were wrestling one day, and Shane poked his eye out. <laughs> Do you guys actually know what That's happened good. to Jim McMahon's eye? He was, he was wearing like some like leather toy gun holster, and he tried to get out with a fork, and he stabbed himself in the eye when he was a kid. That's why he I, always was gonna wear the dark that. I was going to say
1: that. I was going to say that.
0: But, yeah, he was the third McMahon child, and the other two are... Well, no, not Shane anymore, I guess, but the other two are still kind of running the company and taking care of things, and Jim McMahon's probably in a garage somewhere talking about the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> probably some
2: nursing home, because he can't fucking function. <laughs> Just way too many concussions. It's just his brain is just mush at this point. Yeah.
1: That is the thing. Like I think there has been a couple articles about that. Um and how many concussions he suffered and in the CTE that he's probably going through.
2: Yeah, he looks rough. I don't know if you've seen him lately. He looks
0: he looks like he's got dropped on his head about forty five times. Oh. With that we should probably talk uh... Should probably talk Super Bowl, uh, as we've talked about Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So before we get into the game itself, um, we're going to talk some bets here too. And after last week's bets, Justin actually in the lead now. Justin has rose to thirteen and ten in the standings. Nice. Uh, okay. Myself, I am at twelve and eleven, and Ramsey are at eight, eight and one. Oh, there we go. So congrats to you. <laughs> just recapping the week, uh, I had gone two and two. Justin went three and one, and Ramsey went two and two as well. Boom. Did Milwaukee win? They did not. They got crushed. Oh, damn. So I'm glad I kind of talked myself out of that one. Drives our secretary nuts when one of us talks herself out of a pick. We'll go on and on and on. And just be like you know what? No. <laughs> so <clears throat> our bad, Shauna. That's us. But um, so that's where we're staying right now. Again, 13-12. or. Excuse me, twelve and eleven for myself, thirteen and ten for Justin, and eight, eight and one for Ramsey. So with that, we're going to run a gamut of Super Bowl picks here. Shauna, get the paper and pencil ready. This is gonna probably go for a second. This is this gonna is, go This is
1: not gonna be my strong suit. I know this. So first we're gonna
0: this... do we're gonna do two actually for the 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 regular people betting out there, then we're gonna get really degenerate here. I love it. Yeah. So, <laughs> that with toss, that, on the coin toss, the game itself, the uh, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, are favored as of right now by four and a half points, which is insane to me. So first, we're gonna go against spread.
1: I'm going Bengals. I'll start it off. I'm going Bengals. You're going Bengals at. Plus four and a half. Correct. Ramsay, have all week I've
2: tried to talk myself in the Bengals, and I believe I've bet against the Bengals t- every time in the playoffs so far, and I've lost every single time. I think the opening week you picked that. Oh, right. I did. I did pick them over Tennessee, but that over the Raiders. Um. Anyways, I. Ugh. I just i can't get i think it's a mismatch i think la just has some better roster i'm gonna go the rams i'm pulling for cincinnati i want cincinnati to win if i'm putting money down it's probably gonna be on the rams
0: so you're taking the rams to cover the four and a half yeah okay justin
1: yeah i'm definitely taking the rams to cover four and a half the uh experience factor of having been there four years ago with some of this roster um, a more experienced Matt Stafford. Um, the only, the, you know, when you say that the only thing that really scares you is the, is the, the, the outlier that Matt Stafford can't play in big games. And he's kind of thrown that by the wayside in, in this off season or in this post season. So,
2: well, I think
1: the, yeah, we'll take the
2: Rams. I think the it really comes down, and this this is probably one of the. This may be a really lame take, but it is what it is. It, it's really going to come down to can Joe Burrow get enough time to make a play on the field to a, a Jamar Chase or T. Higgins? Like, it, I don't. I think that's all this game boils down to. I, I'm going to lean towards no, because this Rams defense, the front. I mean, just between Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller, I don't know how you stop those guys on two weeks' arrest. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow can't do it because I definitely believe he can. And if you tell me, you know, on Monday, hey, Joe Burrow had 350 yards and four touchdowns, like that wouldn't shock me. But I just don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals are quite there yet with their roster
0: construction. Right. So I'm going to throw some plans. numbers out here. So is it was safe to say that you guys are both also going to take Rams money line too? What what is the Rams or the money line? The Rams would be minus one ninety. So Cincinnati is plus. Cincinnati is plus one to also one seventy five. I would. I'm taking the Rams. <sighs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna go Bengals money line too. Because I think this game's a lot more even. So let's just – I just want to give you guys a couple numbers here. And – But it's also the Super Bowl, though. So you're not really getting a true home game. And they haven't had really a true home game all playoffs. When you look at how well every team's traveled against them. And then you throw in the fact that it's just going to be people with way too much money going to the game. I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't matter. Super Bowl the, – the home field advantage doesn't matter whatsoever. So in terms of, and granted, these are, you know, they play in totally different divisions, very competitive divisions, but still um, here's the numbers through the season.
1: You agree with that, Ramsey?
0: Agree with what?
2: The home field The home thing? field advantage? Uh, I don't. Yeah, no. I think there is a home field advantage just for the fact you're in town you're staying in your house all week you're doing your normal routine you're not traveling to a different city however i don't think the game itself is going to matter all that much i don't i don't in that's what the people, fans you mean the fans that's what people have said a lot about super bowls that the fans are kind of they're just there they're there to watch the super bowl they're not necessarily rams fans or Bengals fans right and especially in LA market, where you're gonna have all the celebrities are gonna show out, and all the TikTokers, anyone with a little bit of money in LA is probably buying tickets to this thing. Like the cheapest ticket right now is like five grand. So I'm I'm just gonna go on a limb and say it's ah. probably not. It, it's
0: an advantage for everything aside from the game. Actually, I take that, that back. The lowest ticket as of right now, as we record is three thousand eight hundred thirty two dollars plus fees. Would you ever pay that to Super Bowl? No. Packers are playing the Super Bowl? Hell no. Probably not. I would rather hang out with my friends and party. I agree. But so just I want to run through some numbers here. Cause I would say with the Super Bowl, especially with a very younger team, I think traveling to an outside city, while the hotel part probably sucks, I think maybe that gets you up for the game maybe a little bit more too. Whereas the Rams might be a little slow out the start because for that you know it might just be another game kind of feel until you actually get into it but i, I want to run through these numbers because I, I think this game's a lot more evenly matched than a four point or four and a half point spread is so just kind of looking at some of these overall stats per game the they both actually average 27.1 points both teams have given scored that the points allowed per game the rams have given up 18.3 the Bengals have given up 19.7 Total yards allowed in the game, the Rams do give up 1.6 more yards per game, 386.8 versus 385.2, um, or that's what they get on the ground, that's what they earned, my bad, not what they give up, but the, what they have earned, um, and this might, so they have in each game, uh, the Rams per game get about 287.8 on the in the air, 99 on the ground, the Bengals A little bit more balanced, but not by much. 282.7 in the air, 100.2 on the ground. Now, this is, I think, probably the biggest disparity is the yards allowed. And this is where maybe you guys are maybe more right. Uh, The yards allowed, the Rams have given up 286.7. The Bengals gave up 395.7. So over almost 110 yards more per game is what they've given up, but also only giving up one point more. Per game? Well, like we were saying earlier, I I think this game is fairly simple.
2: And because I would agree what you just said, it's fairly evenly matched across the board, right? I think where your big difference is going to be Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. For Cincinnati to win, you're going to need Joe Burrow to have a big game. I think for the Rams to win, Matt Stafford doesn't necessarily have to play perfect. Joe Burrow does. So not saying that Joe Burrow can't play perfect because he can, and we've seen it before. He played a pretty perfect second half against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. However, Matt Stafford, there's a little bit more there. I think that Matt Stafford doesn't have to play picture perfect to win that game. So I would bet that that's, that's more the outcome is that Matt Stafford's going to play well enough and Joe Burrow's not going to play perfect. And that—that's the only reason I came.
0: That's the conclusion I came down to. All right, Justin, anything to add there?
1: No, I think I—I—I I, I think the—the uh, the biggest factor for Cincinnati is they are going to um, have to be able to run the ball with Mixon. I—I re- I really do. I think if they could somehow get a great double team on on uh, aaron donald in the middle and and vine a four five yard um run in between um their three down game Uh, i think they have a shot if they cannot uh significantly run the ball if they do not run over 100 yards in this game they don't they don't have even a a a shooter's chance in this one
0: really that that one sided you think
1: I, ahead, I really do. I think that I I think that, you know, this is you the roster that that uh, LA has um is built for this game. It's built for this time. Um is I, I don't know how the best, you know, it goes back to the old adage of the best the best uh, defense is keeping the other team's offense on the sideline.
0: That's true. So, one more, I guess, traditional uh, pick we'll do. The over-under of 48.5. This is, I think, the hardest one for me.
2: So, 24. 24. You'd be looking at 28-24 tw-
0: uh, about. Well, that'd be hitting the over, but a um, tr- uh, true, like, 26-22, 27 20. So like this that. is
2: this is Ramsey logic right here, and take it as you will. Both teams scored twenty-seven points per game all season. Was their average right? Yes, twenty-seven point one exactly. It's, even. In my opinion, teams go, you seem to get a little more tight in the Super Bowl, so that I mean, I guess it's going to dip a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would say it's at least three points per side. I would take the under forty-eight. Justin.
0: Over. I am also going to take the under. I I I agree with Ramsey. I hate betting the under. I do too. Life is too short to bet the, the under, but I'm going to too do it short here. Cuz I I think if I'm going to say the Bengals win, I think it like Justin kind of said it's going to have to be a ball control game. I think that leads to like a 24-21 type game. 24-17,
2: something 117, like yeah.
0: something like that, really tight defensive battle. Um so that's where I'm going to leave. So Ramsey and I under Justin over um, you both on the thirty one
1: twenty. Thirty-one twenty Rams.
2: I don't hate that. I think the odds of the Rams blowing out the bangles is a very likely possibility. I don't see Cincinnati blowing out the Rams. I guess that's the
0: I could see the Rams get up early and mm-hmm. just nope. not get it back. So just to recap, so it's nice and easy for secretarial purposes. We did the spread where you guys are both Rams minus four and a half. So Rams favored by four and a half. I'm taking the Bengals. I'm the only one on the Bengals' money line. You guys both took Rams' money line. Rams and I have the under. Justin has the over. You guys ready to get a little degenerate? Oh, I'm always degenerate. All right, boys. (laughs) So these coming from Bovada um, as the online prop maker prop host and I don't know how many of you guys want to go through these but there's a lot to pick from so let's let's just start with the fun one so first of all coin toss result of the coin toss for Super Bowl 56 both heads or tails minus 105. I don't know what it has been historically. I'm going to go heads. Heads. Tails. All right. National Anthem.
1: Who's under my favorite, or over?
0: Man? One minute, 40 seconds. The over is minus 135. The under is plus 105. Give me the under. Do we know who's singing it? It's Mickey Guyton. I don't know who that is, but Mickey Guyton. Last year they She's went under. Big.
1: A country star
0: so she is singing the national anthem i am going to say under as well and that's where i'm leaning on that under i think it's went under the last three years and this is so this is the from the moment they sing the first words until they sing complete saying brave for the first time so it's the book manager's decision but that is how that is ruled at home for those keeping track um this one is where i i think we can have some fun with uh the best odds for super bowl 56 fvp um obviously these are all plus money lines because it's so widespread matt stafford plus 125 joe burrow plus 235 cooper cup plus 600 aaron donald plus a thousand jamar chase plus 1400 or Beckham jr plus 2500 Evan McPherson's kind of a fun one at plus forty five hundred. Oh man, if I was betting, I'd bet on Evan McPherson. But I think Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald plus thousand. That's your is that your favorite yep. bet? Yep. Justin, what is your favorite bet of the ones that I I make? And I can give you if you want to pick another name, I can give you because there's a whole lot of names I haven't said yeah. yet.
1: I have I have like one of two things to say here. First. I'm going to be completely honest. I was not paying attention to that question at all. Second, the Badgers just won at Michigan State 70-62. to 62. Huge, huge win for the Badgers. They did. Great win. That's accurate. Okay, so what was the question?
0: Super Bowl MVP. There's a number of different bets you can pick here, or odds here. They're all plus money. Uh, some of the, the top favorites, Stafford plus 125, Burrow plus 235, Cooper Cup plus 600, Aaron Donald plus 1000. Uh, kind of gets diluted from there. Um, one that I kind of mentioned here, I'm not going to make it my pick, but Evan McPherson will be plus 4500. If you have a different name you want me to find, I will do that. Uh, the longest odds is Kevin Huber at plus 50,000.
1: What about What about Cam Akers?
0: Cam Akers is plus 3500.
1: I'll take Cam Akers for $3,500, Jim.
0: All right, very good. I'm going to go... Now, this kind of goes against everything I've said to this point because I've been all Bengals to this point, but I'm going to go Cooper Cup plus 600 It's not that bad. Oh,
1: you you went with the easy cupcake.
0: It's an easy one, but you it would, almost always goes to a quarterback.
1: You, would, you would, Just because you lose them by one, you would take the cupcake when I... I mean, when I try to when I try to go off the wall a little bit, open the door for you. You take the cupcake, the walk-in. That's so typical of you, Eric. It's all about winning. We're all about ducks here, Justin. Ju- you know what you're doing. You, I want to tell you what you're doing right now. You're jinxing the Rams. They're not gonna win now.
2: I will. I will give uh, Eric the benefit of the doubt on this. It was Cooper Cup at plus six hundred. If you want to take the cupcake, he would have took like Burrow or Stafford. That's the well, cupcake. I'm cup, a cup at that point, I think is past cupcake.
1: He's the, he's got to be the third favorite.
0: He is the third favorite. That is fact. But at plus six hundred, plus six hundred. <laughs> he's not a quarterback. That's yeah, not a, like a, if you're, you're picking. In, a, you're it's in a cupcake almost pan. always a quarterback. Like I think, I think in the last twenty-five years, we could probably pick. I think there's been three non-quarterbacks. I'll look that up as we speak. Von Miller. Desmond Howard, Super Bowl 31. Dion Branch. Yeah. It's It's been almost exclusively quarterbacks. I'm going to look here as we... I'm still upset about the 2009 Super Bowl. Jonathan oh.
2: Vilma should have been the MVP of that game. Okay, the last one to not be a quarterback. It was
1: Aaron Rodgers
2: was
0: the MVP, was he? He was. He was. The was last... He? He played really well back then. There have been 3 since 2010. It was Julian Edelman in 2019. It was Von Miller in 2016 and Malcolm Smith in 2014 for the Seahawks. Uh, uh 2009 was San Antonio Holmes. What position was Malcolm Smith? Linebacker. No.
1: Didn't a cornerback for the Patriots win in one year?
0: No. Brady gave him the MVP award, Butler. I believe. He didn't win it. You can make the argument he maybe should have, but he did not. Oh, um, if we're geez. looking backwards here, it's been Brady, Mahomes, Edelman, Foles, Brady, Miller, Von Miller, Brady, Malcolm Smith, Joe Flacco, oh, Eli James Manning. White
1: should have won on one
0: year, too. He should have in the, the 28-3 comeback. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Santonio Holmes... Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Heinz Ward, Deion Branch—two years in a row, 2005, 2006, non-quarterbacks. So you did date the cupcake. Look at all the receivers on that list. I still Told think the quarterback. You. The quarterback has the best odds. I mean, I'm with you, Justin. All right. Of jinx the 50, the, oh. the 55 Super Bowls, it has been a quarterback 31 times.
1: The jinx is on it again. The jinx is on the path again. I'm telling you. Whatever. Nothing Either. Comes w- from it. Cooper Cup's probably gonna tear an ACL now because of you. Then I probably win my other two.
0: It is what it is, Justin. You gotta head your bets. <laughs> 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 uh, that's terrible. If it happens, it happens. I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that. It happens. I'm here to win. I'm here to win. Um. <laughs> all right. Oh God. There's a lot of so here's. This is too degenerate even for us, but... No, it's not. Um, the commercial. It's not. So, these are head-to-heads. Commercials. Commercial to play first. It, Rakuten and WeatherTech. Um, Booking.com or Expedia. QuickBooks or Taco Bell. These are all, like, head-to-head against each other. Okay. So, what's the first one? Commercial. Play. I'm not even going to do these. I, I No, do them. We'll do one. So, we can pick one of this group. I'm going to do... We'll go QuickBooks versus Taco Bell. QuickBooks is the favorite at minus 160. Uh, Taco Bell's plus 120. I'm going to go Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell.
2: What's QuickBooks? What do they do? Like bookkeeping, taxes. taxes Oh, Taco Bell. Does QuickBooks even have a fucking ad? Yeah, they're. I know Taco Bell does. So you're
0: going Taco Bell? Yeah, I know Taco Bell's going to have an ad. I'm not sure QuickBooks will.
1: Taco Bell. Taco Bell for sure.
0: Okay, we're going to go, let's go two more of these. Um, commercials, how many commercials will have a dog in it? Over or under six and a half? Over. Over is minus 110, under is minus 120. So both, it's basically a pick em. Give me the
1: under. Ted smart alone.
0: Well, okay, so does one dog on... I think it's how many individual commercials have a dog in them. That's how I'm reading this. That's how I interpreted it. So if PetSmart comes on. And there's like 20 dogs and it's only one. That comes as one? I believe so.
2: Give me the under.
1: Damn. I was going to say, I, it, it feels like a strong moment for the ASPCA to be on there. with their I'm going to go over.
0: I'm going over. Give me all the dogs. Hitting over. All right. And then here's another one. What the Drake curse bet. What team's jersey will Drake wear at the homecoming event during Super Bowl weekend? Bengals are plus 175. The Rams are minus 240. Oh, he's showing up for a Rams jersey for sure. For sure, yeah. Rams.
1: I refuse to bet anything on Drake but Rams.
0: (laughs) We could get in the halftime show if you guys really want to. There's what color shoes will Snoop Dogg wear? Will he smoke a blunt on stage? Will there be a football use as a prop? Will any part of Eminem's performance be censored? Will Eminem wear a hoodie or a hat? Yes or no. Hoodie. No, that like it's yes. Yes or no. Will he wear one of those two? Yes. 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 I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm I've, loving. I've never seen Eminem without a hat or a hoodie. No, right? Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? Plus, yes is plus nine fifty. No is minus three thirty.
1: Who is it? Little Kim? Isn't it Little Kim?
0: I don't think that's how you pronounce that. It's probably lil, not little. But he's old. Yeah, that's true.
1: It, isn't it that little Kim? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's how we heard it when you said it the first
0: time, Justin. I'm
1: so terrible. I know. How many? Anyways.
0: I love top bets. Hey, we're not gonna. Hey. We're not gonna do any of these. I just want to read them off. Um, how many players will have a passing attempt over under two and a half? So basically, the two quarterbacks and then one trick play. Give me the over. Over is plus one fifty.
1: The Rams are going to fake it at least once.
2: Yeah, McVay's going to give the ball to Odell, and Odell's a, gonna... Odell's a fucking cannon. I'm going to go yeah, over on that one too. Odell's a cannon. They're going to Odell's going to throw a pass. What's What's the odds on that? I I can
0: look to see if I can find it, but
1: how many fakes, say or uh, L A has ran this year?
0: How many fakes does L A run the Super over under one and a half? yeah <laughs> over god there is there's there the some old, degenerate shit out there guys i don't
1: the old fake snap
0: the old fumble
1: touch the quarterback's okay. hands with last the ball and last one we're gonna do
0: last one we're gonna do the color of the liquid of the gatorade will be orange plus 135 red plus a thousand lime slash green slash yellows plus 350 clear slash water plus 350 Blue plus 325. Purple
1: is plus 1,200. Give me blue. I'm going to take... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm taking the cakewalk on this one since it's you. And the Rams are blue. I'm going blue.
0: Give me red plus 1,000.
2: It's usually orange. It's usually orange or...
1: Water.
0: It's usually orange. Yeah. What's Orange. Orange is plus one thirty-five. That's the true cakewalk. I'll stick with blue. It's got to be blue. All right. So hopefully, hopefully our secretary kept track of all these. So, <laughs> Shauna, if you're listening, please, you know, props to you here. Congrats for listening through all. She this went sunset. to college, though. That's factual. Yeah, she she's doesn't... educating minds, and she's also she taking would... our degenerate bets on paper. <laughs> so good on her. All right, boys. With that, um, really, I guess that's almost about to wrap here. Any final Super Bowl parting thoughts for either one of you guys? Go Bengals. I love Joe
2: Burrow. Joe Burrow, (laughs) he should be the MVP of the league. I've said that before. That's a really bad roster. He's managed to squeeze every ounce of talent out of
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, not on the Joe Barrow thing, but uh, go Bengals. I think they've done a um, a great job. would love to see um, the AFC really develop a, what is going to be an elite quarterback. Um, as a Packer fan, I still don't want Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl and have <laughs> the same amount of Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I, I, I truly think that um, the Rams are, are the better squad here, are the better team, are built for this exact moment they have. They have betted against the future to be in this moment, and I think that, that you're going to see that pay off um, again because it's, it's kind of a replay um, in, in what will be the last two Super Bowl champions, teams that have really... Um, gone after a Super Bowl with uh, hedging the future towards what uh, what could be the now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just excited. I think this is the most excited I've been for a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. I think part of that is just the fact that, I mean, you look at the last two years, the Packers were so close, to two years, and I think that kind of took away from it for me. Personally, just a little bit. But getting bounced the divisional run, you, you kind of get those couple weeks to get over it and um, watch some of the other games. And I am very much rooting here for Joe Burrow. I He is so much fun. And I, I want nothing more than to see him recreate the picture after the national championship game, stogie in the mouth, chilling like a villain, no fucks given. And... You know, do I, I do agree with you, Justin. I do think the Rams have the better overall team. But I also think there's a lot of pressure on Matt Stafford, on those veterans, on that team, whereas Cincinnati is here way earlier than they quote-unquote should be. And I think part of that, like I said, the whole traveling aspect versus um, like the Rams might be a little complacent sitting at home uh, all week. Uh, you know, I think they, you know, they, there's a possibility they come out flat where I think the Rams come or the Bengals might come out Amped up, maybe they play a little bit more loose at start of the game. So I I think we're gonna we're in for a great game. I hope it is a good game, not like the blowout last year. I mean, which was so much fun just in the party last year we were at, where everybody except me and Rams is rooting against Tom Brady. We're just sitting there just reveling in, in Mahomes mistake after Mahomes mistake. But I just love Tom Brady. So with that, I I mean we kind of I'll hit on it what we're rooting for next week, but. Anything else you guys want to talk about as to what we're rooting for in the next week for either of you guys?
1: I've got one betting thing. One betting thing for you guys. And this is for whoever places the highest. Who's going to win the poll for the 500 this weekend?
0: Cowboys.
2: It will be Alex Bowman.
1: Wow, I'm surprised you guys left the cupcake open. The easy pick, Denny Hamlin.
0: Denny Hamlin never really qualifies well. He wins the race almost every frigging year, but
1: no, like it's it's weird to me. Like I'm good, but I don't know that I'm going to take Denny Hamlin. Traditionally speaking, as a Hendrick driver,
0: they Hendricks do they do dominate in that qualifying. Just letting them
1: run. I'm going to go William Byron. Oh, that's that's who one. I'm going, William Byron.
0: That's a good pick. I I think you so guys are whoever,
1: both. So whoever finishes the highest. All right, you got that. Of course, none of, none of it really matters because it's the only top two that count, right? They, they're still doing it that way. They didn't change this, too.
2: As far as I'm aware, yeah, it's just the top two, basically. The duels, they're
1: still going to do the duels and stuff like that.
2: As far as I'm aware, who knows what NASCAR now it is.
0: Yeah. Sure enough. Okay. But, all right, with that episode, number 61 in the books here. No more parting thoughts. Just time to watch some football. Watch the NASCAR qualifying if you're up for it. Plenty of college basketball coming up in the upcoming week. Stay, Pay attention to our Facebook page. We'll have plenty of our monkey knife fight picks, plenty of other news coming up here. For Ramsey, Justin, myself, Eric Fisher, we are signing off. Episode 61 of The Root for Wisconsin Show. We're
1: out. See ya. Bye. Salute.